So, fair warning when you're listening to this. I'm in a bad mood. I didn't wake up in a bad mood. I woke up... Um, I actually woke up mid-dream and then tried to get back to sleep because it was a good dream. I can't remember exactly what was going on, but there was some uplifting something or other happening. You know, sort of... Right when I thought the dream was going one way, there was something something else going on. At any rate, I think I did manage to get back asleep for a few minutes, but then I got up. And the first thing I felt was that my body was really, really sore and and tight and tired from all the work I did yesterday, um, helping whip my brother-in-law's place into shape. And so I sat, it was 6.15, I sat down at the computer to do some writing the way I would normally, and I just felt almost nauseous. So I decided, you know what, let's, okay, let's back it off. Maybe I don't write today. Let's sit and do some stretches on the floor. And I sat and did some stretches on the floor. Um, and it's probably a good thing that I didn't try and do some writing this morning because everyone was up and awake five minutes later. I would have been a frustrating writing experience. Um, uh, and... And I think I just I just got overwhelmed by a couple things. So for me, it's always a trigger if the house is messy. And I can handle a certain amount of mess, but when there's just shreds of random stuff everywhere, as there is right now, it really bothers me. Um, and when I feel like there's like dirty dishes stacked up everywhere and dirty knives touching things that, you know, then need to be washed because they've got butter and jam all over them and, you know, all over all the the hot mitts and that sort of thing. It just drives me crazy. And stack on top of that, feeling like the behavior of... Uh, Certainly my own daughter, but also my nephew is really grating on me, and I don't know. So, <clears throat> uh, I made my coffee as quick as I could and got out on the porch, but it didn't help tremendously. Helped, it was better than being in the kitchen. And... And then I had been thinking that I was going to go to the Grove to finish cleaning up the field edges. And sometimes that kind of, you know, get a project done that I've been meaning to get done would be um, would be a good choice. Uh, because then you get the satisfaction of getting a job done. But I decided 
instead it was probably better for me to come and do the normal dog walk and talk it all out here. And that decision to let that goal of getting that work done go is, I think, an important point in dealing with your mental health. And what I want to talk about for the rest of this podcast, now that I've got my little complaining session over, is what I do to maintain my mental health. Because if you don't have mental health, all the other stuff going right in your life doesn't seem like it matters. Um, And I don't even mean mental health in, in terms of depression. I just mean it in terms of feeling overwhelmed, feeling frustrated or angry or tired or um, any of those things. So here's how I deal with it. These are the things that help me the most. The first is to make sure I get away from everything and take a walk at least once a day. Better if it's twice a day, morning and evening, which is what I'm doing now. And and honestly, when I was making hay at the farm, it, it doesn't quite count the same way that it doesn't... Well, first of all, I'm not doing a sort of long, thoughtful podcast. I do that because of where I get cell reception at the farm. I do that sitting in the truck and it always feels rushed and I don't get the same talking things out, but I'll get to that in a second, but... There's something about moving your body just walking that I think is better than something that feels like a task. It's more like a meditation. Um, And particularly at the Grove where it's really buggy and it's like a really unpleasant thing, it's really in stark contrast to the pleasantness of this walk. So going for a walk trying to do it at a time and a place where it's pleasant, I think is really helpful. And when we first had my uh, brother-in-law's family living with us, we would set goals for each week. At the end of each week, we'd go around and, you know, people would say, oh, I want to go running this many times a week or that many times a week. And... My only goal each time we did it was to maintain my routines. So I think if your mental health is generally good, the best thing you can do is to maintain the routines that seem to be maintaining that mental health. And for me, part of that is the dog walk. Um... The other thing that really helps my mental health, if I can do it, is to clean up the spaces that I'm in. I find that clean, uncluttered spaces, organized spaces, are really helpful for me. I don't think they're necessarily helpful for everyone. I think most people feel it and appreciate it, but... Some people, especially people like my wife, who have a different narrative about what clean spaces mean, I think for her there's a lot of guilt associated with it because of because feeling like she can't 
live up to that. So a clean space for her is not doesn't have the same effect as it does for me. Um, but I think if it works for you, it works for you. Um, for many people, getting exercise in the sense of like tiring their body out is helpful. I find that my work in general is tiring enough that that's not helpful for me and that I'm not interested in going for a run or a bike ride or something that's going to make me feel tired at the end because my work leaves me tired. But depending on what you do for work, that might be important to release the right chemicals in your brain. Uh... I find it helpful for my mental health to be willing to change my routine, but only to a point. So, for instance, look at what I did today. I decided to not write, because I got up and I was like, ugh, this is just, ugh. So I didn't write, and then I decided not to go to the Grove. But look what I did instead. I didn't just sit around. Instead, I did 20 minutes of stretching, and now I'm walking the dogs and doing this instead. Um, So I think it's fine to listen to your body and let yourself off the hook for some of the things that you maybe do when you're at your peak, when you're not at your peak, or that you do as a matter of course, but you're not at your matter of course. Um, but I think it's less helpful if it just means now I'm going to wallow in bed. I think there needs to be some sense of, okay, I'm not going to do this thing because it would help me more to do this other thing. Not, I don't feel like doing this thing, so I'm going to do, you know, all of my plans go down the drain. Um... I think it's important to sort of have a reason you're letting yourself off the hook for the thing you intended to do and to have there be another thing that you're doing that's more important in that moment to do. So, eventually I'll start to feel better and I'll start to feel better in part because uh, I will begin to recognize all the things I can be grateful for in my life and all of the ways in which I'm incredibly lucky. And there are two things that help me recognize that. The first is listening to, um, for me it's podcasts. I imagine you could listen to a book, an audio book or music that would help you feel that way but for me there's certain podcasts that I listen to that specifically help me get back to feeling motivated Um, and meaning it's not that there's specific podcasts because I rotate between a whole bunch of different ones but I have podcasts 
that I listen to that help me feel inspired to keep pushing towards what I want. Hold on, we have a vehicle. And dogs, come here. Hey, Willa, come here. Come here. No, come here. No, come here. Willa, come here. Hey, sit. Maisie, sit. This way. So, you know, I have the luxury of being able to listen to stuff like that while I work. So, I'll probably find something that uh, just kind of gets me back into that zone of being on top of things. So, having a roster of podcasts that aren't just funny or entertaining, but that specifically help you feel motivated again and help you feel... Here I go. I can turn around. Help you feel... Uh, come on, dogs. Help you feel like you have some perspective on your life is really helpful, and I use those specifically to help get me recentered. And then finally, probably the most valuable thing I do for my mental health is this podcast. Um, it isn't always this kind of reflection on my life. Sometimes it's just thinking about business or thinking about craft or different things, but it does serve the potential function, which it's certainly serving today, of letting me talk about the things that are bothering me. And so for me, it is as close as I get to a journal um, and the function that most people have their journaling take for them, which is to just kind of get stuff out into the open and think about it in a self-reflective kind of way. And maybe it feels too public for you to contemplate having some sort of daily thing like this, but honestly, I think the two things that make it valuable for me are that I do this every day, and so... It doesn't just feel like, oh, I'm talking, I'm talking again on my podcast because I'm in a bad place, right? Like how, how many times have you kept a journal? If you're like me, it's, it's a lot of my journals. I've kept my journal and it quickly devolved into the only time I ever wrote in it was when I was feeling bad. And I think that is one of the main values of a journal. But if, if the only time you ever feel inspired to write in it is when things aren't going well, then uh, it, d- it doesn't last for me. And so for me, having this be a discipline of something I do every day helps it feel like there's more value to it than if I only did it when I was feeling inspired to do it. And honestly, it would never have lasted this long. Um, and honestly, having it be public, I find really helpful because it forces me to take a more mature outlook 
as I'm articulating things because I don't want to come across as a jerk. And, uh, uh, and, and an immature, <laughs> insensitive, uh, insert swear word here. Um, and the magic is in not wanting to come across that way. And so talking about it in a more measured way, it helps me get a more measured perspective on it than I would if it was just like a private audio diary and I was just ranting. Or if I was just talking to a friend where I could just rant. Sometimes it's helpful to talk to a friend on the phone if you feel like they're, they are willing to listen to you rant about these things. Um, I once had a really helpful conversation with my brother where I did just that, but, uh, but you can't do that every day, can you? So, right. So, A, I'm already feeling better having talked myself through all of this. And B, I hope this, geez, there's a fly right on my phone. Uh, I hope this gives you guys some ideas. If you're struggling with feelings of being overwhelmed, etc., I hope this helps you. This is by no means meant to say that there isn't, uh, uh, that this is what you should do if you're actually feeling depressed. I think depression is something that is you have to take even more seriously and you need to see a professional. And my understanding is that there are a number of therapies and drugs that can potentially help uh, recalibrate the chemicals in your brain and that will help you get back to a better state. Yeah. And I am by no means saying that these are substitutes for that. But if you're like me and you just are feeling like you're grumpy and pissy at everything on a given day, this for me is what resets it. It's getting away from things, organizing things, or organizing the spaces I have control over, getting some sort of uh, pleasant exercise getting somebody else's words and thoughts into my head that will help me think about things differently, talking things out with somebody or in a situation like this or writing it out in a journal uh, in such a way that you are being thoughtful about the situation in a meta kind of way. And those are the things that, for me, help reset my perspective, my brain chemistry, whatever, to whatever extent that happens, um, and helps me move on. Because one of the things that pisses me off the most about being in a grumpy mood is, and it pisses me off because I don't want to recognize it, but I also recognize it, is just recognizing that it's not somebody else's responsibility to deal with it. It's my responsibility. In the moment, all I want is for people to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry we let the house degenerate to this. I'm so sorry 
you know, the kids are being like this. Let me change all those things for you. But I know that while to some extent there can be conversations about that, now is not the time to have those conversations. And it doesn't change the fact that those things are already known. We're all doing the best we can. And so if things are triggering that in me, it's on me to get it under control and to change my own perspective. It's not on somebody else. I hope you guys are having a good day. I can already feel myself that I'm going to have a better day. And I'm so glad I decided to talk about this. You know, sometimes when I set out to do the podcast, I have this internal struggle of, do I talk about the thing that's really on my mind or do I not? Is it too much? Is it, too, is it not enough? But as I said, the whole point of doing this podcast is really for me. And then I'm so glad you guys are here. But if I don't take these times to use the podcast for the purpose to which it is the most valuable, which is helping me in my own mental state, then what am I doing? As always, reach out on Instagram on the post I create for each of these podcast episodes. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what works for you. Um, I always really love it when there's a conversation happening there. Uh, and I hope you guys have a good day. Talk tomorrow.